0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like to get some biblical perspective on. Uh, we'd love to answer those questions for you and tell you what the Word of God says. Maybe you've been reading the Bible and there's always a passage that you've struggled to understand, or maybe in your Bible reading something's come up that you've been curious about. This is the show where every day we have pastors um, just standing by, where you can call in and ask those questions live on the air, get answers to your questions. And we're also here to pray for your prayer requests. So if you have something going on in your life, and it's not so much that you need an answer about what the Bible says about it as much as you need just someone to pray with you and pray for that need in your life. That's what we're here to do every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time here on Calvary Live. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 with your Bible questions and your prayer requests. You can also text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720 720-336- 336 0897 for the text line. Well, I want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. Today is Friday, November 5th, which means that if you are listening online on our app or on the website, if you're listening on your smart speaker, or if you're listening on Grace FM in Colorado and up into Southern Wyoming, you're hearing the show live today. It's a beautiful fall Friday here in Colorado, really warm weather today. Um, Even compared to earlier this week. So beautiful day outside uh, here in Colorado. And we also want to greet those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey and Maryland, as well as those on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. We also want to greet those who recently joined us, uh, many stations actually, just recently joined us that are part of the Freedom Radio Network. And they're based out of Amarillo, Texas, but they have stations all over the United States. Um, I saw some up in Wyoming. There are some in other Western states and a lot in the Southern states uh, we've been getting a lot of callers from the Freedom Radio Network who listen in like Memphis and Georgia and Florida so we're welcome we're glad to have you joining us wherever you're tuning in from again the number to call 303-690-3000 or you can text us at 720-336-08 Nine seven. I can see that the call-in lines are already filling up quickly. So make sure to call in whenever. And and by the way, whenever you hear somebody drop, uh, like a call end, that's always a good time for you to call in and. That means that we have a line open. So we want to greet those who are listening online as well. I just got a map that showed that we have listeners all over the United States and in Europe. We have listeners in London, England. We have listeners in Ukraine many times. And uh, today it looks like we've got listeners on both the East Coast and the West Coast. um, In Washington, California, uh, Arizona, Florida, of course, listeners around the Front Range of Colorado. And we've got listeners in the Midwest, it looks like in the Great Lakes region and in the Northeast. So welcome to all of you who are tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from and however you're tuning in. We'd love for you to be part of the show today. So give us a call 303-690-3000 with your Bible questions and your prayer requests or text us 720-336-0897. Just a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado, and um, I would love to have you join us if you are in the Longmont area. We are a church that's um, we're affiliated with Calvary Chapel, and so we're all about teaching through the Bible, uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter and book by book. Currently, we're studying through First Corinthians in a series called Grace and Truth. And this Sunday we're going to be talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that's where we'll be studying. And so if you're curious, you know, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they work, are they still for today or are they for only times gone by? That is what we're going to be studying this Sunday. 1 Corinthians 12 where Paul talks about the body of Christ and how we are all members of it and how there is a diversity of gifts within the unity. Of the body of Christ, so we'd love to have you join us as we dive into this important topic, but also one that isn't—it isn't without controversy, right? There's differing opinions on these things, and so we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about it. Um, this uh, this coming Sunday, we'd love to have you join us um, again. We have three services every Sunday morning at our location here in Longmont. We're located right between I-25 and. Um, I-25 and County Line Road here in Longmont. So we're on the east side of Longmont, on the southeast side. If you know where the skate park is, where Sandstone Ranch Community Park is... Uh, where the sports complex there is there at Sandstone, as well as the there's a Walmart here on the southeast side of town right on the main road, the Highway 119, also called Ken Pratt Boulevard. That's where our church is located. We're located just a block off, but you can actually see us from the highway and, um, you know, from Highway 119. And so we'd love to have you join us. You know, because of where we're located, it's really easy for people to get here from surrounding communities. So if you're in, let's say you're in Frederick, Firestone, DeCono, if you're in uh, Mead, Berthed, Lions, if you are in, uh, let's say, like North Boulder, Niwot, if you are in Lafayette, Erie, you're you're very close to us, and we'd love to have you join us. If you're a little farther away, but you're still within driving distance, our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue. That's 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, and you can also find directions, you can listen to some past messages, find out all about us on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. But we'd love to have you join us. And specifically, I want to tell you, if you um, have been looking for a time to join us, the best time to do that would be on November 14th. On November 14th, uh, which is not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, we're having a guest speaker come. His name is Dominic Doan, and he's going to be talking about a really important topic. He is an author and a pastor, and he just wrote a book. It's put out by Zondervan, um, really widely uh, distributed and published. And it's called "When Faith Fails," and it deals with the topics that are really hot issues right now, like topics of faith and doubt and deconstruction. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of people in our society, you know, doubting, going even to unbelief and deconstruction. And so, we want to talk about what that means, how uh, how God wants to help you through doubt to faith if you're in that place, and how you can also be equipped to help others who are struggling with doubt, maybe doing deconstruction of their faith. Um, so Dominic is going to be talking about that. That'll be at all three services on November 14th. We'd love to have you come out for that. Um, maybe something really good to bring someone with you who's who's wrestling through some of those questions and issues about doubt, deconstruction, etc. cetera. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you join us. But again, information about our church mes- uh, meeting times and location on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. And you can also hear me every weekday at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. here on Grace FM, so 9.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and I'm also on on Sundays at 1 p.m. if you want to hear um, our Bible teachings from Whitefields on the radio. Well, with that, let's get to our first caller, Severin in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Severin. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, how are you? Doing well. Hey, my question is, um, as far as showing hospitality to strangers, um, Hebrews 13.2. My question, if someone is a convicted felon or, you know, it's um, in the judicial system, can those people be the angels that that scripture's talk sh- talking about?
0: Well, I'd say it's probably unlikely, but, um, but I, I can't, I don't know if I could say it definitively, but I would say it's probably unlikely. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems that what they're talking about there is hospitality, like people who just kind of show up on your doorstep, people you've never met before, that these are instances in which angels um, are appearing to people and uh, people have shown hospitality to angels unaware. So, you know, in the case where it's somebody like you, you like grew up with, you know, somebody who's maybe been to jail, et cetera. I mean, that's probably not an angel, but it doesn't mean that it's not somebody you should not help. Um Okay. I'll tell you my my own perspective. I took in a family member about, oh um, man, just over a year ago, who was who was a convicted felon. But the thing is that I knew what it was that he had been convicted of. You know, I have kids, and so, you know, depending on what that felony was, I probably would not have done it if it was something related to abuse, particularly of children. Uh, in this case, I knew what it was, and it wasn't something. That I felt put my family in danger. Um, And so we always are balancing two different things when we talk about, you know, helping people who are, you know, helping people who have done wrong in the past, etc. So the two things we're balancing, especially if you have children or if you have a spouse, what you're balancing is on the one hand, wanting to help the individual and rehabilitate, see restoration take place. On the other hand, you do need to remember that God cares about the weak and vulnerable, and that includes children and those who can't help themselves. And so to put uh, weak and vulnerable people into a situation where they're going to be potentially hurt or abused, that's not the heart of God either.
2: Right, right. Okay, yeah, that just kind of, that was something that was the situation that I'm in, and, um, you know, I definitely want to help people, um, but for, that question just came to my mind if that would be an angel, but angels shouldn't be known sinners.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, interesting thought. Yeah, and even in the case of people who are known sinners, you know, I think about Ananias. Do you remember the Ananias in Acts chapter 9? He took in Paul. Now here's a guy who's been, if, if he isn't a murderer himself, he's been complicit in encouraging people to commit murder. And not just any people, but Christian people. Like, how does Ananias know that Paul really has been saved? Like, that it's not just a show and that, you know, it's like a trick to get, to infiltrate the Christian community. And yet Mm -hmm. he prays about it. God speaks to him and he takes in um, Saul, who really is repentant and really does need uh, a place to go. And you think about Barnabas, you know, putting his arm around Saul later on Mm -hmm. in the Saul, who's then of course renamed Paul, um, putting his arm around him and welcoming him into the Christian community when everybody else was suspect of him. So I would tell you, pray about it. And and you know, I would say there are probably other ways of helping people that go beyond just taking them into your home. So okay. definitely definitely the principle still applies. Um, there might be different outworkings of it.
2: All righty. Well, thank you very much. That answers my question.
0: Awesome. Hey, thank you for calling and uh, asking that question. All right. Thank you. And God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. Hey, right before the show, I just got back into Longmont. I was up in Estes Park for the entire week and I was, uh, I was actually kind of commuting home and home and back, but I was teaching at Ravencrest Bible college, Ravencrest Chalet and Bible college, Uh, up there and man, God is doing a great work. This is my fourth year teaching up there. I taught uh, the first year students, I taught them first and second Samuel. The second year students, I taught them leadership in local church. Man, this year they have more students than they, um, I mean, they're just bursting at the seams with students and these are like young people hungry for the word. And I just gotta tell you guys, I am excited for the next generation. You know, as much as you might hear doom and gloom from some people, um, there is a generation of young people that God is raising up and drawing to himself and they're excited to serve the Lord and they want to get um, they want to get equipped. So be praying for those students up at Ravencrest Bible College in Estes Park and um it's a great ministry. You might pray about uh checking them out. Just go to ravencrest.org um to find out more information about what they do. But yeah, really cool organization there and uh, and really good stuff happening so just want to share that but we have one open line give us a call 303-690-3000 to share uh, to ask your questions about the Bible to ask for prayer for your prayer requests 303-690-3000 let's go to our next caller James in Aurora Colorado hi James welcome to the program real
2: good Nick uh, so that John st. John 4 and 24 mm-hmm. uh, worship the Lord Uh, like God in the Spirit and in truth, what is, okay, so what is that saying?
0: Yeah, well, you know what? Let's, uh, to answer that question, I want to take you over to another passage that I think sheds some light on what that means. So if you got your Bible, then open it up. If not, then just listen. It's uh, Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, and we'll start in verse two. And we'll go down to verse 4. So three verses in total. Okay? Philippians 3, verses 2 through 4. Here's what Paul says to Philippians. Look out for the dogs, the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the true circumcision, who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. So what does it mean to worship by the Spirit of God? Well, there's a lot of things that God says about the Spirit of God. So for example, in 1 Corinthians 12, um, verse ooh, I think it's verse 3, but I'll have to check. First Corinthians 12, Paul says that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. So to worship by the Spirit of God, it means to worship in truth, which means to worship according to who God actually is. Now, how do we know who God is? We know who God is by His Word right? And so we want to worship in accordance with the truth of who God is, revealed in His Word. And to worship by the Spirit of God, it doesn't only mean to worship in truth, but it means enabled by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, right? So we're open to the guidance, the influence of the Spirit of God as we seek to worship the Lord. And to me, this passage in Philippians chapter 3 is so helpful because it tells us what it really means, like this This is what it means to worship by the Spirit of God. It means to glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. In other words, no confidence in ourselves, but confidence, a lot of confidence in God and glorying in Christ Jesus, which means rather than glorying in ourselves, then we glory in Christ Jesus. What he has done for us, not in the fact of what we're doing for him. I think that that can be the thing that happens, right? When we When we worship in a carnal way, we can even be self-centered or self-focused even in our worship. You know, if you look at a lot of worship songs, even a lot of them are very me-focused. You know, it's talking about what I'm doing, what I'm doing in worship. And I think that the essence of worship is glorying in Christ Jesus, not in ourselves, and putting no confidence in our flesh, but putting all of our confidence in him.
2: Okay, so even though you've been born again of the Spirit, it's possible. That don't mean that you've been worshiping the Spirit if you don't practice it. Is that is that possible?
0: Let's put it this way: Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. The reason I know that is because Romans chapter eight verse five says that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to Jesus. Ephesians 1 says that you were sealed with the Spirit when you heard the gospel and believed. So that means every Christian has the Holy Spirit within them. But in that sense, yes, I guess I would say that I'm agreeing with you. You can have the Holy Spirit within you, sealing you, indwelling you, transforming you, sanctifying you from the inside out. And yet, sometimes you can be worshiping in a a carnal way, right? In a way that is not by the Spirit of God. Focused on the things that God wants you to be focused on.
2: Okay, now do that cover both in spirit and in truth? Or is truth uh, is truth different? So what do I mean by the truth? The spirit also?
0: Yeah, I think all the, the truth means that you worship God according to the truth of who he is. As it's revealed in the scriptures. As it's revealed through Jesus.
1: That's good, man. That's good says in Philippians 3 and 2. Okay, thank you
0: very much, sir. Absolutely. God bless you. Thanks for calling okay. in. Yeah. All, right. All right, bye-bye. Hey, listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm taking your calls and texts live on the air. With that, we have actually two open lines now. So, oh, actually one open line. One open line. So, give us a call 303-690-3000. It's 303 or text us 720-336-0897 with your questions about the bible and your prayer requests let's go to our next caller vina in greeley colorado hi vina welcome to the program
3: Hi. hi how are you doing well okay uh i have a question i was listening to grace fm the other day and they were talking about angels And I was wondering what uh, righteous angels think about us. I mean, they never sinned, but then the Lord that they've worshipped long before we even existed died for us. You know, and, you know, I wonder what they think about that. And then when a third of their brothers sinned, God didn't die for them. Why?
0: Mm. Yeah, well, so God died to redeem humanity. And so angels aren't belonging to that humanity, right? And so there's a, there's also a difference in the fact that um, with humanity, right? We never saw God. That's what says no one's ever seen God. So it's a relationship based on faith in God, having never seen God in the flesh, right? Uh, well, I mean, until Jesus came in the flesh, but never having seen the Father. And so with angels, it's different. We read in um, Isaiah 6, for example, that there are angels who are around the throne of God. They, they're beholding the glory of God in a much different way than, than we are, right? They're doing it directly. We're doing it by seeing God's creation, by seeing God's character. That's how we see the glory of God. And so we see that there's salvation. God worked salvation for human beings, but not for angels, um, as far as what do angels think about us, um, we're told a couple things. One, one particularly, we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that there are angels who are observing us, right? And so we are actually told to show reverence for authority so that we don't essentially scandalize the angels. The angels seem to be not only watching us, but they seem to be you know, kind of weirded out or scandalized by the fact that... When we disregard the order that God has set up, um, that's something that, that is very troublesome to angels who are observing us, right? I it's mean some, like yeah.
3: like in the Millennial Kingdom they're gonna you know, and and when everything happens, they're gonna be uh living with us. Are they gonna be weirded out by us? They don't want nothing to do with us? I mean, this is really hurting my heart here.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure about angels living with us in the millennial kingdom. I'll have to think on that and search the scriptures about that one. But I'll tell you this. The other thing is that it says um, that angels long to look into the idea of redemption. In other words, it's something where they're like curious about it, right? They're like, wow, you know, that God would do that for them. what What a wonderful thing. So, I mean, I can only really say what we know from the Bible about what angels are thinking and doing, but those are the Those are the key things. Just remember that the word "angel," even in Hebrew and in Greek, in both languages, it means messenger, right? So these are servants of God. They're spiritual beings, um, and they're doing God's bidding.
3: Because I heard in the New Jerusalem, it's going to be Israel, the Christians, and angels, and Mm. and God living all together. I just don't want, you know, I don't want one of these beautiful beings to be afraid, you know.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, the New Jerusalem is different than the Millennial Kingdom, but um, you know, I don't, I don't think that you need to worry too much because, I mean, at that time, talking about the New Jerusalem, right? We will, we will have our resurrection bodies. There will be no more sin. Uh, Everything, every, you know, sin will be no more at that point in time. So, I don't think you need to worry about them being scandalized at that point.
3: So
0: much because I was getting really worried, you know. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad it was able, to, I was able to help a little bit. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about him. You know, one of the things is the fact that the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about angels, I think, should be very telling to us that if God didn't see fit to tell us a lot of things about angels, that's probably because He doesn't want us to spend a lot of time focusing on them. So, yeah, that sermon
3: that i heard on the radio it just kind of got me like wow i don't want to scandalize them i don't want them to be afraid you know it's just that one sermon that i heard
0: hmm. okay okay well thanks for calling in I appreciate thank the you. question god bless you pastor thank god bless you bye-bye you're listening to calvary live this is pastor nick katie from whitefields community church in longmont colorado i'm taking your calls and texts live on the air the place where you can call in with your questions about the Bible as well as your prayer requests. Give us a call. I think we've got one open line. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 or text us 720-336-0897. Let's go to Julia in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Julia. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, what's up? Um, Well, I'm kind of just going through a lot right now. Um, If anything, it's a praise, though. Uh, My husband uh, wants an annulment, and so I've been trying to figure out where to live. But the Lord has blessed me, like, beyond imagined, so I definitely have a praise here. Um, My church has been stepping up and giving me shelter and food and Um, offering me furniture and just stuff like that. So it's been incredible. Um, But now I'm in a position because I have a dog, which I technically rescued from the relationship. Um, And right now she's at my friend's house and I get her tomorrow. I found a place, like, that I just started talking to the lady today who is a Christian. This was a blessing because I was just praying about it, and she's a Christian who is sober, which is great because I'm I'm trying to live sober. And um, it just seems, it really seems like God just kind of, once again, just provided for me. Um, However, everyone's guiding me and telling me, you know, take my time, pray over it, uh, really test the waters before I commit to anything, but the urgency—it seems like it's there. You know, like I, I, ha- I can't, I can't leave the dog at the house that I have right now because, um, which I totally understand. They're a big family; they have babies running around. One of them has a heart problem, and they already have two dogs, so it's just too much for them. Um, and I hate to rush into things, you know. Uh, And I want to wait on the Lord, but I just feel like it's enough, you know? And so I really want to, like, get going. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, yeah. So you're just praying about, like, should you do this, um, even though maybe you don't know this lady really well? Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's pray for you. So, Heavenly Father, we lift up Julia to you. I thank you, Lord, that you are providing her with a place to stay. And, Lord, we ask that you would give her wisdom with knowing If she should move into this home with this woman that she doesn't necessarily know very well, Lord, she needs wisdom. But thankfully, your word says that if anyone lacks wisdom, that we can come to you and you will give wisdom to those who seek it from you. So, Lord, that's what we're doing right now. Just coming and asking humbly, but also expectantly, knowing that you are going to speak, that you love to give wisdom to your children. You love to direct us. It delights your heart when we come to you, wanting to know your will for our lives and wanting and you want to share that with us so Lord I pray for Julia help her to be able to discern your will Lord that maybe her own excitement or her own leanings wouldn't get in the way but she would be able to discern okay is this really from the Lord or is this just me trying to force something or is this something that's really from the Lord? Um, Lord we ask that you would make that very clear to her and we pray that if this is the situation you want her to move into Lord there wouldn't be any any uh, bad surprises or anything like that that caused her to have to move again soon. Um, Let me pray for the very best situation for her and her dog. I thank you for her church family stepping up and being there to support her. And Lord, I do pray that you would provide for her everything she needs moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. And uh, yeah, feel free to—we'd love to hear an update uh, as things progress.
2: (laughs) Of course, yeah. No, I think God's really— I'm actually excited, even though it's, even though the circumstances and everything, um, but I just feel like the Lord's going to use this trial for me in the end, so.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, God bless you, and thanks for calling in.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church, and with that call, we have now come up on the uh, two-minute break, our two-minute break here in the show at the halfway point. So give us a call. I think we have one open line right now still, maybe two. Maybe we have one open line. But either way, give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. We'll get you on right after the break. Or you can text us, 720-336-0897. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air, the number to call 303-690-3000. Call us with your Bible questions. Call us with your prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you and answer some of those questions you have. Hopefully, we could bring some clarity to some areas you've been wondering about. And if you have a prayer request, we have a lot of people tuning in right now who would love to say yes and amen as we lift up your prayer requests to the Lord. So 303-690-3000 or text us 720 336 zero8 nine seven let's go to our next caller nicole in broomfield colorado hi nicole welcome to the program
4: hi how are you doing well hello good um so thank you for taking my call um i'm just calling today because i'm struggling with smoking Mm. um it's a habit that i've had since december and um the last couple of months i've been convicted about quitting and um you know, I've I've made several attempts, and then you know, I go in periods where, like, you know, it didn't work, and I I don't I give up trying. Um, but I just I I really feel like God just wants me to enter into His presence, and you know, get in the Word and focus on prayer. And I, I He's been faithful to bless me in so many ways, and I just feel like. um it's insulting to him you know like every time i pick up a cigarette like i just feel like and and i have a hard time like i want to i want to quit and i want to ask for prayer but at the same time i have a hard time believing that i really will quit this time or that i, I really you know won't pick up, up a cigarette again and um i just i'm just not at peace Smoking, but I still do it anyways, and I'm just caught in that struggle. And mm-hmm. um, I just want to do my best to live right for the Lord, and you know, I don't know. I just.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Nicole, I think it's a good thing that you wanna wanna live right with the Lord, and you wanna give your whole life to Him, and that you don't wanna be addicted to anything. I think that's a really good uh, desire. What I would tell you is that I believe that God's heart for you is not one where he's um, annoyed or disappointed at you, you know, falling back into this sin. I think in this area, this is one where God sees your heart and he He wants you to be free. But also, I think that, you know, he would want you to to know that his heart for you isn't one that's uh, full of disappointment or you know, frustration towards you, but rather compassion and grace and love in this. And so I, I believe the Lord wants to help you to overcome this addiction so you can be free. You know, Romans chapter 6 is a really important passage in, in regard to addiction and overcoming addiction, you know, reckon, reckoning yourself dead, saying that's part of the old life. That's part of the old life that Christ is helping me to put off and and not be part of anymore. I would tell you to do whatever it takes to get free from addiction. You know, I um, would recommend getting some accountability, you know, sharing it. Basically, the more, you know, sin in the Bible, one of the pictures that the Bible uses or metaphors the Bible uses to describe sin is that it's like mold. And if you think about mold, you know, mold grows in the dark. And the, the way that you get rid of mold is by basically shining light on it you know, and, and other things as well. But, you know, that's what we want to do with our sins as well. We want to bring the deeds of darkness out into the light so that in the light of day, you know, they lose their strength, they lose their power over us. And so I would encourage you to share it with some other people um, okay. and, and just have that ongoing conversation. Because I really don't think that you need to feel shame over this, especially because your heart is in the right place over it that you want to quit. So I think bring some. I felt Go ahead. Like
4: God shared with me this morning as I got up early for the first time in a very long time. Um, you know, I was just eager to spend time in His presence, and then at the same time, you know, there was my pack of cigarettes, and um, I just felt like He, He, like I felt that compassion. Like you know, I don't know, like that He understands my frame. You know, that I'm that I'm weak, and, but that he's patient with me, and that he's just, I'm like, I just felt like he was just happy that I was eager to spend time with him. And well, But at what. the same time, I feel double-minded. So mm.
0: I'll tell you what, I think God's a lot more concerned. Now, now if it was something else, right, then I would I probably have much stronger words to say. But in this, and, and I don't think that you should smoke. I don't think it's good for you, and I don't think it's something that you should do. But I think that God is much more delighted in the fact that you want to spend time with him than he is delighted in the fact that, um, you know, you are not smoking on any given day. Right. Okay. That's
4: confirmation for me. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So my, my advice to you would be get some help to help you overcome this, you know, brings, bring this deed of darkness, if you will, out into the light, um, by sharing it with other people and sharing this, um, you know, have them so that they're checking in with you. Hey, how's it going? You know, how can we help you? You know, do you need something to help you overcome this addiction? Do you just need, you know, someone to talk to when you, when you feel like picking up a cigarette? So, but let me also pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Nicole, and I pray, Lord, that you would help her to put off this habit that she she doesn't want. She doesn't want to be addicted. And Lord, I I pray that you would Uh, see her heart in that, Lord, and give her the strength, but also help her to say no to those temptations. As your word says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that no temptation has overcome us except that which is common to man. And with every temptation, you provide a way of escape if we are willing to take it. So Lord, help her to see those ways of escape that you're providing for her and help her to take them. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate
0: it. You bet. God bless you. Thank right, you, you. too.
4: Bye-bye.
0: Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air, you can give us a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720 336 0897. So give us a call or a text with your questions about the Bible or things going on in your life that you'd like to get a biblical perspective on. We'd love to answer those questions for you and pray for those prayer requests. Let's go to Sydney in Alabama. Hi, Sydney. Welcome to the program. Sydney. Well, Sydney, I see your call. Uh, I see your question, and I can answer it really quickly. So Sydney's call was, says, his friend asked him if God created all things, who created God? And how should he answer him? Did God create himself? Well, the answer is that God did not create himself. Rather, and this is is something that's hard for us to wrap our minds around, but it is what the Bible says is true, that God is the uncreated creator. There has never been a time when God did not exist. There will never be a time when God will not exist. He is the creator who is from eternity past and will be in existence for eternity future and that means there was never a time when he didn't exist and so therefore it's not that he created himself no one created god and god didn't need to be created he is the uncreated creator so thanks sydney for that question and uh that's one that we've gotten a couple times recently on the show so, um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to just kind of state that very clearly and succinctly. Let's go to our next caller, Marie in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the program. Hi, Marie.
1: Hi. Can you hear me?
0: Yep, I can. Welcome to the program. You're awesome. on
1: the air. Um, we are, my daughters are pretty much under attack. Um, I just The world and the system and the LGBTQ movement and um, both of my daughters have uh, told me that they're part of this trans movement. Um, My oldest daughter said that she doesn't want to be identified as her. She wants to be identified as they. And then my youngest daughter has said that she doesn't want to be identified as her. She wants to be identified as he. And um, it's it's kind of heartbreaking for us because my husband we, we continue to try to raise them in the truth and we will we've tried to respect like them in the, in regards to names and stuff mm-hmm. but we won't call them they or he and. um It's been kind of difficult, and my oldest is kind of walking away from her faith and her knowledge in the Lord, and it's a prayer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to pray for you. Let's pray for you, and then I have a few thoughts to share. Okay? So let's pray first. Heavenly Father, I pray for Marie as she wants to help her kids. Lord, she wants to help them to walk with you, and she wants to help them through this difficult time in life where... There's a lot of confusion, and there's even more confusion right now because of uh, some of the cultural movements and some of the the ways that the world is going and really pushing certain agendas on people. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give Marie a lot of wisdom with how to speak to her kids in a way that is loving and doesn't alienate them, and yet um, not only defends the truth, but helps them to love the truth and to want to follow you, Jesus. Give her wisdom with how to speak to her kids winsomely about you, Jesus. And we pray that they would, Lord, those those deposits of faith that have been put into their hearts, those seeds that have been planted, Lord, we pray that you would water them and you would cause them to bear much fruit in their lives. And Lord, we pray that they would not be brought captive under the spirit of this age. Lord, we pray that you'd bind the enemy in the ways that he wants to twist their lives and twist their minds. And Lord, I pray for Marie and her husband as they uh, minister to their kids, Lord, that you give them just true hearts of compassion towards their daughters, that they would see them uh, not as rebels, but as, as hurting people. And Lord, help them to reach out in love and make sure that they communicate that they're, 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 they're always there for them um, and that they're willing to walk with them through these difficult things. But Lord, we do pray that there would be a breakthrough in their minds, that the influence of their friends, perhaps, or the world would not um, would not be the strongest influence in their lives. I pray that the strongest influence in their lives, Lord, would be your Holy Spirit, their parents, and the Word of God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Marie, my heart really goes out to you, and I'm going to tell you some good resources. Um, I just attended a conference done by Preston Sprinkle. Now, Preston Sprinkle is a theologian. He's what we might call a public theologian, which means that he is dealing with a lot of cultural issues and talking about what the Bible has to say about them. And he started a thing, yeah, he started a thing called the Center for Faith, Gender, and Sexuality. And I really, really recommend that you look into this, and I recommend that you check out his books. He has two books on this subject. The one is on the LGBTQ conversation in general. And the other one is specifically about the transgender um, issue or, or whatever we want to call it. The first book is called People to Be Loved, Why the LGBTQ, you know, question isn't just about just an issue to be solved, but there it's people to be loved. That's a that's a really, really good book. And here's the thing about Preston is that theologically he's very conservative, and yet he is also kind, you know? And I think that that's, that's the goal, right? Truth and love. And so, yes, um, yeah, so he's so good at it, and he's so good at helping people engage in the conversation. And um, he has a lot of stuff on YouTube. His name is Preston Sprinkle. Gotcha. And... And uh, so Center for Faith, Gender, and Sexuality. And his book on the transgender topic is called Embodied. Embodied. And, um, And he has actually helped a lot of people. Not only help, he's helping church leaders to be able to engage in this conversation, but he's also helping parents. And he's helping people who are identifying or maybe they're curious about the LGBTQ identity and things like that. Um, just you know, I've got some notes from this conference. Um, there are some good good things to say. Like one of the things is that eighty uh, percent of kids who experience gender dysphoria it goes away after time. So that's eighty percent. That is a huge number, which means that eighty percent of people who at some point in their life struggle with gender dysphoria, which means you know, being confused about their gender relating to their biological sex, it goes away at, at some point in their life. Eighty percent, um, and so you know the most likely person to identify as trans right now in our society is teenage girls, and um, that you know a lot of people might find that surprising, but that's that's the way things are going. I watched this conference online with one of my kids, who's my daughter. She's in sixth grade, and she said it's all over her school that her, one of her friends growing up, um, you know, friend from fourth grade, now they're in sixth grade and her friend is trans, has transitioned from being a girl to a boy. And there are a lot of LGBTQ kids in the school. There's a gay straight alliance that's really kind of seeking out and kind of like encouraging kids to ask, are you LGBTQ, Etc. Here's the other yeah. thing to keep in mind is that the statistics on this, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's just such a small percentage of people." Well, here's the actual statistics: three to five percent of the population identifies as LGBTQ, and another three percent don't identify, but um, struggle with, you know, they're kind of what we might call in the closet, or they are yeah. maybe having unwanted desires, and they haven't yeah. yet, they haven't yet crossed the line of saying, "This is who I am." So that's that. If we put that number together, we're talking about like six to 7% of the population. And what that means is that, um, there are a lot of people in our, in our circles, no matter who we are, right? If you have a hundred friends, just do the math. I mean, it's, this is an issue that we need to be conversant in as, as Christians, because it's something that's going on in society. And if we just roll our eyes or if we mock, or if we, um, you know, say, oh, I don't know, LGBTQXYZ, whatever. um, That's just not helpful. And as the people of God, we're called to speak the truth, but we're called to speak Mm -hmm. it in love. And love doesn't mock, right? And so we want to Mm -hmm. give people dignity, and we want to have the conversation, and we want to steer them towards Jesus with hearts and what the Bible calls bowels of compassion. So um, yeah, check out Preston Sprinkle. He is uh, the best on this topic. He has some great awesome. books and Thank the you. Center for Faith, Gender, and Sexuality. And I'll be praying for you and your kids, Marie.
1: And hey, can you also pray that my, my son would be protected from all of this? Peace.
0: Yes, let's pray for him. My, Lord, we pray for Marie's son. We pray that you would guard him and protect his mind and his heart as his sisters are exploring this stuff and getting drawn into it. Lord, would you guard him and protect him, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today, answering your questions about the Bible and praying for your prayer requests. Uh, Give us a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go to James in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi James, welcome to the program. James, are you there? It looks like James needed prayer for his financial life, and also he needs wisdom. So let's pray for James. Lord, we do ask for James. Lord, give him wisdom, and we pray that you would take care of him financially. Lord, we pray that you would give him today his daily bread. Lord, we pray that he would trust in you and look to you for everything that he needs, Lord, and that you would. Lord, that you would take care of him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to Paula in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hi, Paula. Welcome to the program.
4: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. What's up?
4: Well, <laughs> um, my I've had some things happen to me since 2017 that have been very
1: religious and spiritual.
4: And I don't know how to pass that on to my son. My son is 33. And he says he doesn't like organized religion. He doesn't want to go to church. He, you know, I don't know how to encourage him the right way and push him in the right direction.
0: Mm. You know, I, I always think that's a funny thing when people say that. I always ask them, uh, "You don't like organized religion? Uh, what do you he, do?" You... He
3: doesn't like.
0: I know, but religion. but I think it's a. I think it's kind of a funny thing to say because what is it that <laughs> they do like? Does he like disorganized religion? Is he like religion that doesn't have any organization? Um, Essentially, you know, here's what it comes down to. And and here's kind of, I would try to communicate this to your son in a very kind and not judgmental way. But basically, like by saying, you know, I pick and choose what I believe. I kind of come up with my own belief system. You know, at the end of the day, if you're doing that, you know what you're essentially worshiping? You're essentially worshiping your own ideas, your own preferences, which at the end of the day is kind of like worshiping yourself. And so the question is, hey, do you want to worship the true God, or do you want to worship, you know, yourself and what you what you think? Um, because right, the, this American idea, and it, it is very Western, very American. We live in the most individualistic society, and many people, you know, because of that. They bring that individualism into the realm of God, spirituality, etc., without even realizing it, like without even realizing that what they're doing. And so the question is, you know, for him, you know, is there a God? And if there is, I mean, it's not a far leap to realize the fact that God, if there is a God, then he would want to reveal himself to people. And it wouldn't be that your son is the only person in the world who gets it right? Right, like God will have revealed Himself to a lot of people because He wants people to know Him, and so um, I can understand, you know, the idea that organized religions have sometimes misrepresented God, and yet what what's the alternative, right? Just kind of worshiping whatever you think or or disorganized religion. And so I would, if I were you, I wouldn't start with like, hey, let's go to church. What I would start with is hey, let's read the Bible to see if it's true, right? And let's, let's, let's ask, you know, if you have some questions, let me answer them for you. Let me help you find the answers, and let's seek the truth together. Because the fact is, even God says in his word, if you'll seek me with all your heart, you will find me. He wants to be found. And so um, let me pray for your son as well, but I, w- I would encourage you Keep having these conversations with him. And one of the best things you can say as a mom to him is you can say, hey, son, listen, you know that I love you no matter what. The only reason I'm talking to you about this is because I genuinely care about you. And I genuinely believe that this is what you need. And because I care about you, that's why I want to have these conversations. And so if you're willing to engage in conversation, like let's talk about it. So let me, let me pray for your son and pray for you to have wisdom with how to how to reach him, Lord? We pray for Paula, and we ask that you give her a lot of wisdom with how to reach her son in a way that is loving, in a way that is kind, in a way that truly draws him to you, Jesus. Help him to see the difference between uh, following you and following anything else. Lord, the message of grace that can only be found through the God who has sacrificed Himself for our sins to redeem us to Himself. So Lord, would you please give Paula a lot of wisdom with how she speaks to her son? And we pray for you to open his heart and open his eyes, open his mind to receive it. And we pray you would build within him a hunger and a thirst for you, Jesus. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
3: Thank
0: you. You bet. God bless you, Paula. Bye-bye. We're going to go to our text line here for just a few minutes. one text comes in, when, and this person says, My church celebrates communion one to two times a year. I do not remember anything in the Bible having to be a pastor giving communion. I would like to do it between my wife and myself. So the best passage for communion is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And what was happening there is that the, um, the Corinthian church was taking communion poorly. And they were doing it in a way that dishonored God and dishonored others. So, to your question, you want to do this between your wife and yourself. My answer to you would be that um, I think that just doing it, okay, first of all, the fact that your church celebrates communion one to two times a year, I don't think is a good thing. I personally think it's a rhythm that needs to be included regularly in a church. Um, I'm just going to speak for my church. We do it every week in our Sunday services and all of our Sunday services. Um, We do it because it centers us, it keeps us remembering the thing that we are there to celebrate, which is Jesus's death on the cross. But here's the other thing. Taking communion, just you and your wife, might also be somewhat missing the point of communion because the point of it is that it's like what it says in First John, we have fellowship with each other, meaning in the body of Christ, because we have fellowship in Jesus. And so just as much as it's about communion with God, it's also celebrating that we are the body of Christ and that um we have been united in the body of Christ. And so um, can you do it between you and your wife? I believe that you can, but I also believe that this is something that uh, is meant to be done by the church community together. We had one more question on the text line that I wanted to get to before we go back to our call-in line for our last call. This person says, uh, Hi, Pastor Nick. I have a lot of Indian friends. My husband is Indian. Since I was saved, Hindu friends readily greet me with Happy Easter and Merry Christmas. And so I'm wondering, since today is Diwali festival, um, my concern is that you know, a festival that worships one of their gods, it might not be good to say, Happy uh, Diwali um since even according to wikipedia it's celebrated in honor of lakshmi lakshmi uh, the goddess of wealth uh, my my attitude towards this would be this i would say that you can still um you know wish them a happy holiday as a way of hospitality without encouraging that i mean they're already doing it whether 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 you say happy Diwali or not. But maybe a better way than saying happy Diwali is just to ask them, say, oh, hey, I heard that today is Diwali, or I know that today is Diwali. Um, Do you celebrate it? And what does it mean to you? And hopefully that will give you an opportunity to have a discussion about that topic and be able to talk about it and hopefully an inroad for you to share the good news about Jesus with them. Let's go to our last caller, Rob in Longmont, Colorado. Hi, Rob. Welcome to the program. Rob, are you there? Looks like we lost Rob. Okay, let's go to Patty in Yuma, Arizona. Hi, Patty. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, God bless you. Um, I have a son that is 44 and very high IQ. He was a kid. Um, very little common sense.
3: <laughs>
4: but um, he's having trouble finding God. He's having trouble finding Christ and understanding the whole spirit. And I'll get. Random text and stuff for him says like so you understand that revelation or revelation is about evolution of the shinsol the entire plan and not the end times. Genesis is about Christ, not the devil prompting Adam and Eve by Elohim created God question mark. And he says that Constantine and King James the scripture were uh, corrupted uh, and the churches and the teaching resulted. He must be his following false teaching.
0: Yeah. So there, there's so much, yeah, there's so much out there, you know, like obviously he's getting these things from somewhere. Um, and I would just, I would want to know, where is he getting this stuff from? And I would kind of try to show him the cracks in a lot of these theories for that That is not a majority viewpoint, like very few people. That's like a very, um, you know, Niche viewpoint. Um, uh, you know, some books that you could point him to, I think, would be really helpful. Uh, Tim Keller has a book called The Reason for God, or Reason for God is actually what it's called. Um, and it gets into some issues of science. It gets into what he calls the fingerprints of God, which are very convincing when you see all of the different evidences for God. And then from there, he has another book, which is kind of a follow-up to that, which gets a little further. So those would be where I'd go. But I'd also ask him to reveal his sources so that you can kind of show him the flaws in that. Well, with that, we've come to the end of our show. Sorry to have to cut you off, Patty. uh, Great question. I'll be praying for your son. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online. Join us this Sunday if you're within driving distance of Longmont. Check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. God bless you. Have a great evening.
2: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.